still lose this. All right. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. We're recording. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of From the Fourth Line. My name's Emma, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcy. Hello. Hello. We're back. Um, happy All-Star, uh, happy post-All-Star weekend, everyone. Um, it looks like it was a lot of fun in Toronto uh, this past weekend for the All-Star, uh, All-Star break, for the All-Star game, and all of the resulting festivities. Uh, I felt kind of like content overload because it was like everywhere I looked, it was like, oh, here's a new video of a new NHLer talking to some influencer slash company slash content creator yeah doing something like there was no escape (laughs) which is so fun because I think probably I don't know about you but like my favorite part of the all-star weekend just overall is like seeing the fan interactions and like seeing players Mm -hmm. and like fans have an opportunity to interact oh yeah I think that's pretty cool like, that's my favorite part, and I think that's, like, mm-hmm. why I feel like the All-Star Weekend should be something that the league keeps doing mm-hmm. uh, post the, uh, after the next two years where they won't have one, which we'll get into in a bit because we have some news results about that. That's very exciting, but uh, we're going to start off talking about the All-Star Weekend, I think, to not get that out of the way, but just talk about it first. Um, but first, I loved the draft. Uh, I think it was fun. I'm a big fan of the player draft. It was it was fun and it was fun in the way that had me spending the entire time sat there thinking oh my I did not think it was possible to cringe this much. It was so unbelievably cringy because (laughs) they gave the co-captain like the celebrity co-captains and then the captains and their assistant captains like Britney microphones like and the mics never were turned off so players realized pretty quick that they could just cover the mic and like you wouldn't be able to be like you couldn't hear what they were saying Mm -hmm. the only team that never figured this out was team Hughes because the entire time you could just hear them yapping over deciding who to take and it was the funniest thing also also Michael Buble was on shrooms Michael (laughs) Buble was on shrooms which is not what I had him like make it fun make it interesting I did not have Michael Bublé on shrooms it, Michael Bublé admitting he was on shrooms admitting he was on shrooms yeah because it was like I was like holy crap how first of all I was like I didn't realize Michael Bublé like that was Michael Bublé's personality I'm Canadian too like really you like even here in Canada he is like the Christmas music guy and then the guy that also shows up in like our bubbly sparkling water water commercials and we're like oh haha look a pun and that's it like and yeah we know he's a big hockey fan but like that's also to be true for like most Canadian celebrities like really it is to be said it's not hard to find a Canadian celebrity who's a big hockey fan but like that was and then in the press conference, he starts talking about his fantasy team. And I was like, yeah, okay, speak your truth about your fantasy team. I'd love to know He's who you have. He's one of the girls. He's one of them. I would love to know who he has on his fantasy team. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, and then eventually says something about, like, being like, oh, you know, my friend, I was like, micro- gave me, like, shri- like, microdose of shrooms. It was not a microdose of shrooms. I was like, why are you microdosing on shrooms at the All-Star game? I mean, the, I think the bigger question is, why are we not? <laughs> why are we not? I want, no, I, 
want I want to see Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon on shrooms. For science. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's like, you gotta, yeah, oh my god. Just like the <laughs> wildest combination of NHLers who you could put on shrooms. And that is the all-star game. You think, what NHLer should be on shrooms? On shrooms and that's who you sent to your all-star game. <laughs> that's how you grow the game. <laughs> to put your athletes on drugs. I... You give me Michael Bublé on shrooms. I give you something that is terrifying, something horrifying, something that no one ever wants to experience. Mitch Marner on shrooms. Jesus. Actually, you know what? Based on what I've... Now, that sounds like I've done... I haven't done shrooms, but I I do have friends who have. Based on my personal research. I've asked questions. (laughs) It's like a thing where, like... Shrooms will just heighten all of your emotions. So it's like you have to be like a good like mental headspace to do shrooms or it's going to heighten your negative emotions. So it's like, it'll be very interesting. Like, it, anyway, it's we're not going to, we're not here to talk about drugs. Hi guys, welcome to the next episode. Hi mom and dad, thanks for <laughs> listening to the show. Tune into the next episode where me and Emma, like the scientists we are, um, microdose shrooms. What, mom, mom, dad, that's not what's happening next episode. Before I get a text from my, before I get a text from my dad being like, <laughs> "What is this about you doing drugs?" <laughs> oh my What's god! But yeah, I I will. The thing I will say about the draft is like I'm kind of upset that they got rid of the last pick. Like they were like, no, no, no one's gonna be picked last. No, no, no. Those four last guys are gonna get like gonna have. You know, it's gonna be random. I kind of wish it was you get like they brought back the car and then they you know had a guy who was picked last and he got a car because um I'm gonna like I need these guys to experience getting picked last. At a, like being in like elementary school and getting picked last for soccer baseball because yeah. I know for a fact that is not an experience any of them ever had because I like Mm-mm. the hockey guys were never picked last for sports ever and I want them to have that experience of being in gym class in elementary school and getting picked last for soccer baseball I want them to feel the same emotions I felt and just I was like, where was my free car when I got picked? Yeah, exactly. I was not classroom in PE, huh? Yeah, I was never given a car at nine years old when I got picked last for a game of floor hockey. Where's I'm owed a lot of cars if we're working off of that logic. <laughs> a lot of money off these cars. Oh, so, like, I'll take cash, I'll take the cash equivalent of these cars. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think, yeah, like, okay, whatever, it's awkward. I just think it's more fun. I think also as well, like, the thing that worked in years past is that the players were drunk. Mm. But well, I know we don't, we, I know we don't want to promote, like, and I think it's definitely, like, and the people are like, oh, let the players drink again. I think we just don't want to, like, promote that as like a league thing just because yeah. you especially just what we've heard like of what's come out the past couple of years in terms of uh like substance abuse and mental health mm. and stuff like that 
But I do say, like, I think they're, they have an idea that they can work with. I think we keep the player draft. I think it's fun. Oh, yeah. I do think, however, you can't just pick all of your teammates, Quinn Hughes. That's not how this works. <laughs> if you want... Did you also you get that Olivia Freeman tweet? Whoa! Oh, did ya? Whoa! Hold on. DJ Smith. Whoa! 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 Kieran, DJ Smith is joining. This is fresh. We were going to talk about the LA Kings because that was news we got this weekend. Yeah. This is fresh off the press from Elliot Friedman. Uh, Hearing DJ Smith of Ottawa Senators fame is joining the LA Kings as the outside assistant GM Rob Blake referenced today. He and Jim Hiller worked together in Toronto. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyways, oh, um, boy. oh boy, <laughs> um, we will talk about the LA Kings in a little bit, but I do want to get through like the actual all-star related festivities. Um, mm. First of all, I'm going to say it, uh, I love the mascot events that they do. Oh. I think those are the best part of the weekend by far. And mm. I think that we should just replace the all-star game with putting players in the mascot costumes and having them play out on the ice i mean that's what we did with joseph wall he was oh absolutely he's carlton the bear i have yet to see evidence that proves otherwise they wear the same number and carlton the bear is always the goalie for these uh like mascot hockey games so (laughs) have we seen them in the same room have we ever seen no we have not until I see them standing beside each other, I do think that Joseph Wool is Carlton the Bear. Yeah. It, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, moving on to Thursday. Uh, well, not Thursday. Moving on to Friday. Skills comp. Connor with David won the competition he designed. Shocker. Hope you enjoy that heated driveway, Connor. For the million dollars. Like, ooh. Wow. Shocker. Who'd have thought? Not me. <laughs> Actually, no, I saw this coming. I was like, it's going to be Connor McDavid. Like, why are the rest of them even there trying? Honestly, Kucherov had the right idea. He knew the entire time. He, he was like, it's going to be not winning this. Yeah, well, but Kale McCarr did not fall during the fastest <laughs> skater. So, big win. Um Big win. Big win for him on that. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I, like, I will say, like, it was nice that it was, like, an action. It was, like, skills, and it wasn't... Mm. Like, because last year, I will say that I found this year's to run, like, it was less discombobulated than last year's, and I think part of that mm. is the fact that it was all, like, all taking place live in the arena, compared to last year where it had the pre-recorded segments and they were like we're out on a golf course now we're back in the arena Mm -hmm. oh we're out like doing dunk tank stuff oh we're back in the arena and it's nice because I think also it makes that makes it more enjoyable for fans they're not watching like half the skills comp on the jumbotron right they're watching it all in front of them like it's all the yeah I mean, I do think, you know, there's room to, I think there's room to improve with everything. And I think, you know, the league has two years to kind of figure it out now. 
And, yeah. you know, maybe when we come back in 2027, we'll have a really great All-Star game. I know. That's so long from now. That's the next one, though. Because um, it was announced. Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall 2027 All-Star. <laughs> Joseph Wall 2027 All-Star. I'm starting the petition Put it now. In. Put it in. We'll clip this. And we'll go back to this in 2027 <laughs> when they're doing the all-star votes. And we'll say, here we go. Joseph Wool, 2027 all-star. Send him in. Yeah. Um, and then on, uh, on, uh, on Saturday, there was the all-star game. Austin Matthews won. And I saw people saying it was rigged. I was like, how could it be rigged? They didn't, they, there was not a single penalty called. The refs were there. For no reason. Mm. Yeah, they were just, the refs were just there to have a little skate around. Yeah, like the refs didn't call a single penalty. So you can't even be like, oh, it was like favored in like terms of like Austin Matthews. They rigged it for him to win. I was like, no, he just actually had a really good team that he drafted. I will say that. Like Philip Forsberg, underrated pick. Um, Alex DeBrincat, deserved MVP. Mm. He scored three goals in two it games. Was, it was, yeah. Insane. Uh, yeah, Austin Matthews won the MVP for uh, All-Star Game. I personally think it should have gone to um, to Alex Brinkett, but what do I know? <laughs> Nothing, yeah, apparently. What, what do we know? What do we know? Um, yeah, uh, Justin, can I just say Justin Bieber seemed to be having the time of his life. He was having so much fun. And, like, that's where you have to realize, like, he was living out his dream. He got to, like, skate in warm-ups at Scotiabank Arena. He got to, like, hang out Mm. with, like, the players of his favorite team, like, in the locker room and everything, and, like, hang out with them. He's friends with them. Like, he got... He was having the time of his life. I... There was, like, this... There was a video of just, like, the players, like, lining up to take a picture with him during warm-ups. It was the funniest thing. It's like I was like, I didn't realize that hockey players were big, such big believers. You know what? I I need to know: Are they true believers? Were they there going (laughs) to their swimming lessons, aged what nine? With a Justin Bieber tote bag? Was that you? yeah were they at the their nine-year-old their age nine swimming lessons with a Justin Bieber tote bag that I had my towel and my goggles in um, were they there I'm gonna actually admit I'm gonna say this I'm gonna admit this I actually hated Justin Bieber when I was in elementary school because you don't understand like the amount you don't understand like the pure amount of times that his music would get played on the radio to fill mm. Canadian content like Canadian content requirements which is like a whole law within Canadian media where a certain percentage if you're a Canadian broadcaster in terms of mm. radio or TV a certain amount of the mu- the music or the TV shows that you air have to be Canadian content and so Justin Bieber was one of those many artists who's Canadian and therefore would get shoved in our faces. So despite the fact that I was never that big of a fan of Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. 
I still probably know all of the lyrics to most of his songs because I grew up in Canada and but yeah not, um, not, not Canada as a whole trying to like force every single resident to be a believer <laughs> it was like a thing and I was like no 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 I refuse to be a believer I am a One Direction fan do not put that title don't put the believer title on me I am in for the boy bands <laughs> Jonas Brothers and One Direction I would also like to clarify, I was One Direction since day one as well. I, I need to, for public record, I need it to be known. I I sat and I begged my mum to let me call in on the X Factor to vote for them, and she said no. <laughs> I didn't have any money because I was like 10. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just another thing, like just be, like he performed at uh a, like a drew house event at history for the first he performed like he did a, his first performance in like two years performed any me and my mo and also uh snooze which is great for first time live uh yeah um, we're gonna talk about the drew house thing i first of all there's two things i want to address one joseph wool was in attendance with jay gottinger <laughs> Joseph Wool was alive and well this weekend, and he was going to all of the All-Star Game festivities and dragging his high school bestie with him to his work events. Love that for him. As they should. Like, yeah, honestly, so relatable. If I, for like, teenage girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and two, um, Mitch Mardner has never been to history. He is... I have to question that. for Because for, for those who are unfamiliar with uh tr- the Toronto music venue scene history is like one of those big um <laughs> aka Marcy history is one of those bigger like not big but it's one of the very popular small venues where it's like a stage general emission standing room and then a balcony you get the vibe like where you would have seen Doty perform in like 2017 oh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> familiar oh i know <laughs> we've I all one of those we've all been to a 20 like 18 doty concert i feel like <laughs> i saw her on the human tour Ooh, i saw the good. t-shirt in my closet actually <laughs> um and it's like oh i'm so I'm surprised. I was like, you're telling me he's never been to a concert, that, like, concert at History? Like, ever? Like, he's from Toronto. He lives, it, he works and lives in Toronto now and has never been. I actually, that does make me now want to ask. I do want to ask now Mitch Marner what his favorite Toronto concert venue is. Mm-hmm. Like, what will Because mine is Budweiser. Mine's Budweiser stage. Uh, it's where I saw Five Seconds of Summer twice. It's a great outdoor venue. Um, has the lawn and everything. Yeah. It's 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 a good venue. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, it's great for like the summer. It's like pure like summer concert venue. It's great. That's my favorite concert venue, and it may or it's not at all influenced by the fact that that's where I saw Five Seconds of Summer twice. <laughs> Two summers in a row. Ooh. But, what yeah, a time to um, be alive. 
Because I liked it because I didn't have to, like, I could sit down and I could also see everything. Mm-hmm. I was squinting at, like, a tiny, um, like, Harry Styles dancing around Scotiabank Arena. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to point out from, oh, Tate McRae's I performance. Like... I like that. She Tate served. McRae! Stop it! Oh my god. Like, if she wanted to make out with me, she could have just asked. <laughs> she didn't have to do all that. I, I do. My favorite thing is, like, people who, A, are not Canadian or don't listen to a lot of Canadian, ra- like, didn't listen to, like, Canadian radio in, like, 2020. Like, and don't not really knowing who Tate McRae is. And, like, this is their first, like, experience to her. is, And they were all like, she's fantastic. I was like, yeah, she is, because she's mm. someone. She's like one of the, again another one of those Canadian content artists where I'm like, oh, I know who you are, like because yeah. 2020 she had a a single that she did actually perform a little bit of, uh, that like was huge on Canadian radio and it was like one of those things where it's I'd be in the car with my mom and it would play every single hour on the radio, but mm. yeah. She did great. She looks like she had a great time too. Again, another one of those like hockey fans who is also a Canadian celebrity. Same thing with yeah. Will Arnett, who like showed up to the draft, whereas co cap like his like co captain was like Connor McDavid and he was wearing a Leafs hat. I was like, okay. We're like, okay, go. Okay, Will Arnett. Wait a I know you I'm gonna cut you some slack because I know you have to carry the charisma for your team this entire weekend. Because my favorite is like the, it was because the, it was hot mics during the draft, not to loop back, but it was like yeah. every every single time Nathan McKinnon made a pick and then they come up and they're like, oh, you know, welcome to the team, whatever. He was giggling away, <laughs> giggling his little socks off. <laughs> Every single time, and you could oh, hear him god. laughing, and I was like, "Oh my god, get your like, get it together, buddy!" Like, <laughs> I too also, if Jeremy Swayman was walking tomorrow morning like, towards me, I would giggle too. Like, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. that would be giggles. That would be giggles. But yeah, yeah. I, just, uh, I just wanted to like bundle him up in blankets and put him in my pocket. I'm like, he's giggling. He's like such a little teenage girl. I love him. Just giggling away. But yeah, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to add from All-Star Weekend. Yeah. I like the skills competition. It was good. It felt a bit slow. I'm not that I did nod off at some point but the thing I think that part of that was just that there was commercial breaks I'm like I think everything could yeah. be solved if we had no commercial breaks but unfortunately this is live broadcast television mm. <laughs> like yeah I was stuck because I was like watching it and, and then I watched back what I slept through uh, the next day and I was like I was making my breakfast whilst watching it and I was sat there and I was like how have we only 
got this far in the time it's taken for me to cook, eat, and wash up and sit on my phone for 10 minutes. But it was fun, yeah. it was enjoyable. I just, I personally think, I know I've said this before and I will definitely say it again. I think that we just needed Sydney Crosby in tiny little black shorts and a tight little white t shirt in a dunk tank. He was there though. Him and Connor think, Bernard came like, out to pass they want to, pucks for the one timers. They did. They like, trotted if out. You want to Sydney Crosby wet t shirt contest. Mm, that's all I'm saying. My favorite thing also, like, also to anyone who gave Sidney Crosby shit for missing the draft, um, first of all, let the man I live. am convinced, I'm all, I'm convinced he does not want to participate in an all-star game player draft because he has missed the previous two because he had not gone to those all-star games due to getting injured. I did my research. 2011, he was injured, concussion. 2015, injured, lower body injury. Did not participate in the All-Star Player Draft. Fun fact. So he never has participated in one. He has, like, been drafted in one, but, like, wasn't there this year, obviously. And I think also as well, he probably, like, gave an experience of a lifetime to, like, a nine-year-old kid uh, because he had, like, a little Tim Bits player fill in for him. Which I think is, like, far cooler then having him sit there and then especially because it's like also as well like okay yeah you see him get picked you see him like shake uh shake nathan mckinnon's hand skate over and then go sit on a bench for an hour because he was picked first by team mckinnon so like also as well let him enjoy his vacation in montana he seemed to enjoy seeing coyotes on the side of the road exactly (laughs) full-fledged I so deeply appreciate that like it wasn't like he was like getting drunk in Mexico or whatever he literally was like skating at an outdoor rink in Montana and then was going to like a wolf and bear nature reserve like nature reserve he's just having fun so yeah I think, I think, you know what, let's sit, I think we should just let Sidney Crosby do whatever he wants. Yes. So, not to, not to, you know, not, not to, you know, for me to point fingers at any um, hockey insiders in particular, (laughs) but let Sidney Crosby do what he wants. I don't honestly like I don't think any fan was like mad that he wasn't there I think is it that deep no and also it wasn't like he was a team captain either and like he was Mm. missing like drafting his own team no no no. he was one of the players that was going to be drafted like he didn't really miss something okay he missed a red carpet whatever you know for a fact Sidney Crosby does a heck of a lot with fans outside yeah. of the all-star weekend and it's like it's like oh no how sad we missed Sidney crosby walking the red carpet in another black suit or another pair of lululemon abc pants with a white uh 
like golf shirt. He dresses like my dad, okay? He literally, Sidney Crosby dresses like my dad. Sidney Crosby is your dad. <laughs> now there's something. <laughs> guys, Sidney Crosby loves to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Elliot Friedman on the phone. <laughs> Sidney Crosby has a child. An adult child. An adult child. Yeah, Sidney Crosby has a 20-year-old. 20 year old daughter see how that flies over with the media (laughs) 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 anyways um yeah um also that was announced because gary bettman had a press conference um it was announced that there will be uh the four nations officially announced because we had some like hints Mm -hmm. about it for a while it was officially announced uh that in 2025 there will be no all-star game but there will be a four nations cup to take place uh where it's a like two week uh event between canada u.s sweden and finland uh where teams will play in two cities montreal and boston um hopefully a year from now you know Fingers crossed we can acquire some media passes. If not, I will still be going because Montreal is not that far from Ottawa and boots on the ground reporting is what we value here. And also I got crazy FOMO from not being in Toronto for the All-Star game. So... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then also as well, it was announced that NHL uh, players will be able to participate in the 2026 and 2030 Olympic Games that um, will be in Italy in 2026, which is exciting. And then it was announced, announced semi, like, it was so funny because it's not official where the Olympics and the Winter Olympics in 2030 and 2034 will be, but it was very, it was also like, partially announced during this press conference there was a moment where they were like and in 2034 hopefully we can get it figured out where we'll send nhl players again because that hasn't been made official but they're like gonna be like we want to also try and do it for 2034 which doesn't sound like a real year the more i say it that's like 10 years from, that's actually 10 years from now jesus christ uh, no yeah. i was so cool. <laughs> um and they were like oh you know but it will be in a hockey city and i was like oh okay and then you know i'm like wait a minute did they just announce where the 2034 olympics will be something that's like not at all official and i did a little quick google on like who the different candidates were and the only one that's like a notable hockey city is um salt lake city utah which is funny i don't know mormons don't scream uh hockey to me no. Like, I don't know. Hockey doesn't seem like a very Mormon-friendly pastime, but maybe I'm wrong. I am not Mormon. Yes, I am. Not Mormon. Who knows? Maybe Mormons are really big on hockey. Maybe they are. I, I don't know. Maybe they are. Who knows? Maybe there's like a secret Mormon hockey league. That would actually be very interesting. Do you think, like, fighting's banned in the Mormon Hockey League? It's gotta be, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> now we're talking about oh. the logistics of a Mormon hockey league. Jesus Christ. The, the secret um, underground Mormon hockey league. But yeah, no, this is really exciting. Uh, I love the Winter Olympics more than pretty much most things in life. Uh, I also remember uh, the last time uh, NHLers went to the Winter Olympics, uh, which is 2014. I was in elementary school and we got to uh, sit, uh, miss class and sit in the gym to watch the gold medal games um, because that's what happens when you grow up in Canada. (laughs) Why? Yeah, so it's really exciting uh, that NHL players, and I think for a lot of as well, like players, like, they are really excited to do this. They love representing their country um, on the world stage. And for them to get to do it at the Olympics is really cool, especially because so many of those players, you know, especially now when we start to get into like 2030 and 2034, probably wanted to start playing hockey because they watched Sidney Crosby score the golden goal in Vancouver and they want to do the same. And also as well, like that's one of my earliest memories surrounding hockey. So like, I love the Olympics so very much <laughs> and not just the hockey i love all the sports i go crazy for like skeleton and luge and like all the crazy ones like you know biathlon the ones that want people are like why is this a sport because like, it's fun to watch uh but yeah so it's like, yeah it's very exciting to have like the return of like true best on best hockey i think as well mm. so exciting to see who will be on those rosters for sure especially you know at the four nations cup will give us a hint uh, of that as well and a lot of people are like well why you know i i know some players are disappointed that they won't get to participate in 2025 at the four nations cup because they're not from those four listed countries i think you know gary bettman did explain like part of it is that they weren't able to come to an like the ia IIHF and also like the NHL were really able to come to an agreement with any of the European leagues, which would provide like which would become issues for players from Czechia and Slovakia and Slovenia. But because there's such a high percentage of like Canadians, Americans, like Swedes and uh, Finnish uh, players in the NHL, um, it's easy to you know, set that up with those four countries. And I think it's, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun little preview to what we can expect from the Olympics, especially because it's the year after. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we get to see it. I'm I'm just really excited. I'm excited. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, fun. hopefully, uh, you know, from the fourth line, we'll be there for a couple of games and we get to have some fun. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, let's talk about some news that happened outside of the All-Star Weekend. Uh, we have a trade that happened during the All-Star Weekend. Uh, Sean Monahan was traded from the Montreal Canadiens to the Winnipeg Jets uh, for a first-round pick in this year's draft, as well as a conditional third-round pick in 2027. The condition on that pick is Montreal will get the pick from Winnipeg if the Jets win the Stanley Cup this year. Which is, which I don't know if I've ever seen that as a condition on a pick. Where it's yeah, like, that's, um... I've seen it where it's like win one or two playoffs rounds or like make it to a certain, but I've never seen it like the only way a team will get the pick or is if the team wins the Stanley Cup. Hmm. 
gets a big, big bonus. It's a big, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those, it's an interesting one. I don't know, maybe like someone out there actually knows if that's happened before. And if they do, drop us, drop mm. us a, a reply or like add us on Twitter, or like send us a DM, email us mm. if you're that old fashioned. Let us know Ooh. because it, I was one of those things where I saw it. I was like, that's crazy. Uh, mm. for, uh, there's also no salary retention on that. So Sean Monahan, who carries a $1.985 million AAV and 29 games played for the Canadians this season. Uh, he has 13 goals, 22 assists for a combined 35 points, which is pretty good. And also brings a pretty like aggressive, scrappy sort of play style, mm. which I think is something that Winnipeg was looking for in terms of it being reactionary to Lindholm getting traded to Vancouver. I feel like that's sort of the reasoning behind why we saw the trade when we did. Um, mm. Honestly, good on the good on the Habs because um, Sean Monaghan, how he got to Montreal, actually, he was originally Calgary Flame, uh, was acquired by Montreal from Calgary a couple years ago in exchange for a 2025 first overall pick. So they got two picks. Like, yes, there it was a huge salary that Monaghan was cut. It was like just out under $7 million uh, mm. that Calgary was offloading to Montreal. But to get two picks and to get a player for two years three years I think now like two and a half years I honestly good on you Montreal good on you especially because that yeah. pick hasn't even happened yet it's for they got it mm. they haven't even used up the pick they still have the pick they have yeah right because it's next it's next like 2025's draft like it hasn't happened mm. yet so it's like not even it's still an asset that they can then use if they want to yeah in a trade anyways hats off to montreal on that i think they did a that that's a way to go i don't i think no one really thought that john monahan could go for a first overall pick but um (laughs) i guess now we can do a couple other player and um employee stuff then we've got lease updates and then we can end off the episode with uh london that's so um jesse poljavari uh, i always fumble with this name she's there's so many j's there signs a contract with pittsburgh penguins uh the forward uh signed a one-year contract uh that carries Woo! an eight hundred thousand aab uh Paul Jarvie was on a pto previously with the pens and uh is currently re- coming back from hip resurfacing surgery so good for him i think you know it's great that he's making a return mm. and so i'm just happy i'm happy he's on a team like the penguins because i love him yeah i was like good for him it's good for him yeah it's definitely i i think it's definitely you know really great that he is making a return to competitive hockey after a surgery like that um, and also, the story that we were following at the start of the show, um, LA Kings fired their head coach, Todd McClellan, um, and named Jim Hiller as the interim coach. Uh, the Kings are on a 
uh, three, five, and two uh, last 10 games. That's what that's the record for the last 10 games going into the All-Star break. They had slid down to fourth in the Pacific after being overtaken by the Oilers. Uh, they had a crazy back-to-back loss to the Sharks and the Sabres, which then um, incited some pretty outlandish comments from Drew Doughty. And then I think a lot of people mm. thought, oh, if now's the time you're going to fire your coach, you were going to do it after that game against the Sabres. Nope. We'll wait a couple more. Uh, we'll, make, we'll wait a few more days, and then we'll do it during the All Star break. Which I don't know Why if you like. If you're the Kings, you go on vacation. You're like in Mexico, and you like check your phone, and your coach has been fired. <laughs> Isn't that like kind of crazy? Or like you're Cam Talbot, and you're like at the All Star game, and like your coach is fired, <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, oh. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and like we announced uh, at the top of the show, this was. Oh, there's more news. Um, there was a tweet from Elliot Friedman hearing DJ Smith of Ottawa Senators fame <laughs> is joining the LA Kings as the outside GM. Uh, Rob Blake ref- as the outside assistant GM Rob Blake reference. I guess there was a press conference today that I totally missed because there was a far more important press conference that happened. Him and Jim uh, Hiller, Hiller worked together in Toronto because, yeah. yeah, right? Leafs forever, baby. Leafs legends. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see how it, how it works. Um, I don't know. That's okay. Like, yeah. add it to the list of uh, coaches fired. I believe this was something we talked about when um, the Blues fired their coach. How there was the record for most coaches fired in a season. Ooh. Yeah, look at him. I know. I'm gonna. I'm just looking for that number again because we've had two uh, since that. Um, since that update, oh, it was, was it, was it, um, was it, we've had, was it the St. Louis Blues? I lose track. Time, time. I don't know, because we've had a lot of coaches fired this season. So many coaches. So many coaches fired this season and during the off season too. Because remember the whole mm. Mike Babcock debacle? That was this year. <laughs> that crazy how long the season has felt, and we're like, you know, still only just past the All Star. We haven't even gotten to the trade deadline yet. That's like a month away. The season feels oh, so long when you're in it, and then you reach the end, and you're like, oh my god. All right, time to make sad Taylor Swift edits to, uh... Oh, god. Yeah, to do you know how fast, this. <laughs> how fast I'm gonna be this off-season? April 19th. Now I've discovered the joys of CapCut. Do you know how bad it's going to be? April 19th is going to be an absolute worst day ever on this website. Not on this website. We don't have a website. On the on Twitter, I should say. Because 
The second but, worst day ever. First worst day ever was witnessing the loss of Justin Hall. <laughs> I, I, t- I, take this, I take this very seriously. That was the worst day of my life. Not even the Rasmus-Sandin trade could top that. That was a pretty rough day for me. I mean, no- nothing will ever humble me more than crying over Justin Hall on my grandma's couch as she looked at me thinking, is my grandchild okay? <laughs> Nothing uh, will ever have as big an impact on me as that day. Okay, uh, it was also announced like 30 minutes ago by NHLPR that of Jenny Kuznets of, of the Washington Capitals to receive care from NHL NHLPA player assistant program. Uh, it there's no timeline, but indefinite period while he receives care. It doesn't give anything else in the statement. So, but yeah, that was also announced mm. uh, like just now, like thirty minutes ago. Um, Leafs updates. Leafs, so obviously as well, we had like the, our four Leafs uh, at the All-Star Game. Joseph Wool was alive and well, and apparently he was working on ice with uh, team staff uh, all throughout the break, according to Sheldon Keith. Um, he was taking part in his first full team practice today. Sheldon Keith said that he's on track to uh, for middle of February, which is really great because you know what's the middle of February? February 19th. You know what's February 19th? Leafs at Buffalo, uh, not Buffalo, St. Louis Blues. Ah! Huge day. difference. Huge, Huge difference. Well, it's like a 6.30 p.m. game for me. Do you know how Yeah, it's a 1 p.m. game. Because it's, it's, it's a family brilliant. day. Well, family day slash, uh, I think, uh, what is it? President's Day is what it's called in the U.S. Shout out Ooh. to my Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins and Paws calendar for that one. Because they have all the American holidays on the date. I had to write in Canada Day what I was doing. My, what I was putting in the list schedule. I had to write in Canada Day. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so. He's not anywhere close to game ready. According to Sheldon Keith. But. So. AKA not playing this week. AKA I will be wearing my William Nylander jersey. When I go see the uh, Leafs on Saturday. In Ottawa. Hopefully no more goalies get hurt. Don't have a great track record with that one. Uh, but yeah. Um, Don't be good. No because if we have one more injured goalie. I'm going to have to. They're going to have to call me up. And it's like guys. Stop it. I have like SSG. I can't keep like bailing you out like this. Um. Right, camp also as well uh, unavailable this week due to an injury suffered pre-All-Star break. Listed as week to week, had an MRI. It's not looking great, like not looking great, but it's just he's unavailable to play in games mm-hmm. this week, meaning he won't be in, on, in the lineup tonight. He won't be in the lineup on Wednesday when the Leafs take on the Dallas Stars, and he won't be in the lineup on Saturday in Ottawa. Um. Which is unfortunate because um, we, uh, Kelly Yarncrook also, according to Cat Friendly yesterday, was officially put on IR. We are screwed. We we have no that forwards no left point. because on Sunday, McMahon, Reeves, and Holmberg were in extra grays. Who is our fourth line? 
Noah Greger in a dream. We have no fourth line. Connor Timmons, you are a forward. (laughs) Back again with the Connor Timmons as a forward experiment. (laughs) Like, we're going back to that already, and it's the first week of February. Um, Also, Tyler Bertuzzi got a haircut. He did. Uh, It was actually sweet. Uh, He donated it to cancer, which is something I've done before when I've done a big chop, uh, which is cool. It's good. And make it into wigs for kids with cancer. That's sweet. Um, I didn't know he was capable of getting a semi-decent haircut, though. So, um, yeah, so at least take on the... I I saw people being like, oh, I'm not sure about the short hair. Girl, he looks, like, good for Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah, he looks good. I... I sent out a tweet where I was like, Tyler Bertuzzi, I'm unfamiliar with your game. And some people, I get it in my, like, in reading back to it, I was like, mm, this wording, not great. Because people mm. thought it was a Tyler Bertuzzi thirst tweet. It was not a Tyler Bertuzzi thirst tweet. It was me addressing the fact that I was unfamiliar with his game and getting a decent haircut. I ended up having to just straight up delete the tweet because I was like, I don't want people coming into my, like, b- quote tweets. I'd had multiple private quote tweets. I didn't want people, like, coming into... I know, I was like, I didn't want people coming into my quote tweets and accusing me of uh, letting... Like, of me not forgetting that Tyler Bertuzzi, like, is a COVID anti-vaxxer. I'm well aware of that. I know that. Mm. I've looked at his Wikipedia page. I know that. That I'm not excusing him for that. That This is just me simply addressing the fact that I didn't know he was capable of having a haircut that looks... Makes him look like... He works in the finance. He works in finance. Yeah. Like. So. He. He looks good for a tight libertarian. Yeah. Sometimes I, I forget know. that my tweets can like reach outside of my immediate circle. Mm. Um, Because like. Sometimes you I, forget you're not just tweeting directly at me. Sometimes I forget, like, I'm not tweeting the same to the same audience of zero that I was a year ago. <laughs> um, and that I actually do have over 500 Twitter followers. <laughs> and sometimes Ooh. I forget that. And then I tweet something like that. And then people, uh, and then I don't include all the context because in my head it makes sense because I know all the context. And I'm like, mm, people do not know all of the context. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's my statement on yeah. Tyler Bertuzzi's haircut and my subsequent tweet where I was. It was not a Tyler Bertuzzi thirst tweet. Please, I don't want to get like. That's what they all say. I don't want people to block me on Twitter again. It's not <laughs> fun because then you'll send me their tweets being like, Emma, look at this. And I'm like, I can't see it because they blocked me. <laughs> it's happened before. Um, yeah. Maybe just try, try being less problematic. I don't know. I was not being problematic. Um, also, like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we'll find out, um, you know, in about an hour's time when we record, like, when we're sitting here recording, maybe even probably an hour and a half, uh, what the lines are going to be. Mm, yeah, I feel I'm, very I'm Joseph me. Wool post Ryan O'Reilly trade right now. Mm. I don't like, know what our lines are going to be. 
he found out the lines at practice. We find out the lines about 20 minutes into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because knowing Sheldon Keith, he's going to change them about seven times during the game. Oh, yeah. We're getting a full blender. Mid-game blender. But speaking of the Leafs, I actually, I think I have finished my, uh, my Leafs locker room seating plan. I think I finished it today. So that may, I have to... I'm waiting on one. I I'm waiting on to just confirm one more seat, but I think I finished it. So, look at you go. I'm very proud of myself at this because I said I was gonna do it last for last season, and then Kyle Davis made like seven thousand trades at the deadline, and mm. then I was like, screw this, <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I don't know where these guys go. Oh. No, yeah. I will also say, in, in my notes, under, like, decoding the least of the practice lines, I have one bullet point for that, and it is just, who fucking knows? And I think that pretty much sums up the least today. Yeah. And cause... yesterday. Because I'm, like, trying to think through my head. I was like, okay, it's almost easier to say what guys you would have, right? So it's like, okay, your top mm-hmm. line's not going to change. You still have nice Matthews, Martner. Yeah. Your second line isn't going to change. You've got... Mm-hmm. Neil. What, are you going to go Bertuzzi, Nylander, Tavares, right? Right? Yeah. Your third line is where it gets interesting because you're you're without Kelly Yarncroke, but you still have Nick Robertson. So you go Nick Robertson. Who's gonna center? Who's gonna center that line though? Are you gonna have Max? Are you gonna have Max Domi be your third line center, which is something we've already proved doesn't work? Yeah. So do you then keep Max Domi over on the wing on your third line and have like? Pontus Holmberg center it? Yeah. Um, and then are you, and then so it's like the only guy you still have on your fourth line is like, so it's going to be what? Gregor Reeves, if he can play, which I don't know, he got hit yesterday in practice mm-hmm. and left early. <laughs> and Bobby mm-hmm. McMahon, who is, was hurt. And like on IR, I I don't even know. And also for all the people who are saying call up Alex Steves, kind of hard to do that when he's in San Jose right now. Yeah, Gilly's at the, at the AHL All Stars game. All-Stars game. <laughs> That's tonight. Thank you. <laughs> like I saw so many people when they you saw those lines. I saw so many people when they saw the line of like David Camp being out and like. And they saw the lines, and there was no fourth line. And they were like, what is going on? And they're like, call up Alex Steves. I'm like, Alex Steves is in San Jose right now with Dennis Hildeby having the time of his life at the AHL Skills Comp. Yeah. I then there's, like, the AHL's, like, showcase. There. You're in San Jose right now. You're not flying him back from the to mm-hmm. call him up for a game against the New York Islanders in February. 
that is not but yeah I was like do you guys even know where he like people are like oh call it's time to call up Alex Steves Alex Steves is not in Toronto (laughs) no he's he's quite literally as far away from Toronto as you can get he's yeah literally he is across the freaking continent he is in San Jose like it'd be easier to fly me over from England (laughs) Probably. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. A different God. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, London, so also as well, the London police had their press conference today at two. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was, it was one of those things where it was just like hard to listen to. I think for sure. I know you stopped watching it before it was mm-hmm. over. And I I watched the full thing. That's why we make a good team. Um, But so the first thing I'm going to say, though, is so London police said themselves that EM, who is the victim, wishes to be referred to as a victim, which is what we've done in our like previous um. Like in our previous episodes, when we talk about this, because that's what she's been referred to as in articles and in police releases and things like that. So we're going to keep doing that, obviously, as well. Uh, London Police Service also, as well, the chief issued a heartfelt apology to the victim and her family for how long it took to get to this point, aka arrest being made. Um, I do want to say a huge hats off to Rick Westhead, Robin Doolittle, mm. uh, Kate Strang for all of the work that they have done so far and yeah. will probably continue to do as well. They were the first two questions in that press conference from the media. Mm. Uh, and they asked good questions. They asked baller questions. Yeah. Uh, like Rick Westhead straight out, straight up asked uh, if the police service failed the victim. Straight out of the gate. It, it's just like one of those things where it's like, this is like journalism to its core. Mm. And it's it's really great to see that being done. Um, there was a huge limit on what London Police Service could say because of how the case is before the court, which I get. I get you don't want to, like, Mm -hmm. risk a chance of, you know, this not, you know, something happening in court where, like, you say something that you shouldn't have said and discredits the case or whatever. But I do hope that means that every question that couldn't get answered because they weren't allowed to say gets answered, you know, when the public court documents do come out whenever this case goes to trial which who fucking knows because of how slow the Canadian court system is that we could be, we could be sitting on this for another two, three years of just not fully knowing everything. Um, and then also as well, there was an explanation Mm -hmm. as to what Michael McLeod's second charge it was regards to him, uh, where he had two charges. Uh, so it was, it was referring to how he helped others 
commit the assault. It, which is like party to um, party to it was like party of something um, charged like sorry I don't have it I thought I had it written on my notes I don't apologies I don't feel like digging through tweets <laughs> it's been a long day no. um, yeah also as well this is one where it really pissed me off because someone asked a question result relating to how, well not relating but saying like if hockey culture and the fact that the accused are were hockey players if that led to the way that the case was treated by police and unprompted the chief of police for London police services blamed put the blame on music videos and tv for sexualizing women which like whoa why are we saying that first of all no that's that's not what it is here um that's so far removed from the problems that that like from the problem the systematic problems that we have within society and surrounding sexual assault. So the fact for you to like say that as a police chief in a press conference unprompted is ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's why would you think that was an okay thing to say? I do want to shout out the reporter who I don't know whose name it is. I literally like I've been working pretty much all day, like my actual like adult job. So I haven't had a chance to like go back and see which reporter it was, but shout out to the reporter that like right after, like after he said that straight up asked him if taking six years for the investigation to get to this point of pressing charges uh, played a role. Like, Mm. yeah, back him into a quarter because yeah, like they are at fault too as well six years is too long um way too long way too long so i hope do i do hope the victim will get you know as we'll see this proceed and she will get the i know i mean i know i don't i don't know if she ever will feel like she'll get the justice that she deserves because Mm -hmm. that's up to her for her to figure that out but i do hope that you know yeah. And also as well, um, there was one more thing that I wanted to say and I don't remember what it was now. Oh, yes, as well. Like, there's also some things where it's like apparently the NHL wasn't totally... There was a lot of th- news bits as well. There was something as well that was like implied that like the NHL wasn't cooperative in like police investigation which nothing new honestly there on that one yeah surprise surprise but yeah you know I think probably for a while like this will be the last we will talk about this situation in terms of before you know if any because of anything because I the next time the players are due to appear in a court of law in association with this case uh, will be late April. 
of this year. So they've mm. appeared in court today, actually, and were officially charged in front of a judge and then released on bail, I think it was. So, mm. and now, you know, the court proceedings and trial proceedings and stuff will start. And which will take a while. Um, I know, like, it seems like it's been long enough and you want, you know, everything to happen now. But, like, just the way that the Canadian court system works, it probably we won't see any final answers on anything until at least, like, 2025, 2026. Yeah. Which seems so far away now, but also is right around the corner. That's twice today you've made me think, what the fuck, why is time the way it is? Yeah. I know, it's that's the thing, it's like, man, it's not in the passage of time. Yeah, so, (laughs) that's all on this case. Um, I... I don't know. We do still have some time, though. We've only we are less than an hour, so I don't know if there's anything we wanted to talk about. Anything fun? I mean, we could talk about Justin Bieber uh, uh, cropping Nate McKinnon out of <laughs> out of his oh. picture with Sydney Crosby. Oh God, that <laughs> the way I would literally be like. Crying. If I was Nate McKinnon, I would on the floor. He is. I'd be like, send him a DM on Instagram. Like, Justin, what the fuck? I thought we were friends. I thought I thought we were friends. Like, this is like high school girl friendship group, like mean girl drama. And I love it. Oh, you have you've yeah. raised your eyebrows. Here we go. Grand Dragger, as of six minutes ago. The Philadelphia oh, Flyers, New Jersey Devils, and Calgary Flames will have, have been informed that they will receive cap release for the players on leave charged in the 2018 World Junior Criminal Proceedings. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, that happened way too quickly, considering how slowly everything else happened. Like, why Mm. were the league very, very quick with this, but have been slow with literally everything else? Yeah, yeah, um, I wonder. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, also, as well, not to. No, I know we were going to talk about fun things, but also Hockey Canada um, released a statement on the investigation. Uh, as part of this, now this is 
statement. Hockey Canada says that all players from the team, that team, so the entire 2018 team, remain suspended for international competition under its umbrella. Next year's Four Nations face-off is not a part of this, as it is an NHL-NHLPA event. So, yeah. Also, Four Nations face-off sounds dumb. Call it the Four Nations Cup. <laughs> mm. Because like, I know like, I will be there and I will be like Four Nations face off. I think even like the players have like caught themselves and have called it like the Four Nations Cup and stuff like that. But like yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, we'll be there, knock on wood. I will be there, knock on wood. And I'll be there um, in spirit. In spirit. And I'll be sitting there and being like, and I'm here at the Four Nations Cup. And get it wrong and then we'll post it out to the internet and people will be like you got it wrong and I was like well yeah but <laughs> yeah I did actually yeah thanks for reminding me but I do I yeah really do hope get to go to some of those games and I don't know knock on wood we get some access and stuff you're so far away we could be a big enough deal to yeah, we get could. media accreditation <laughs> <laughs> we are as serious we are sports journalism. We are a serious media organization. Give it a year. Give it a year. We will be the first sports journalism. <laughs> like Elliot Friedman. Sorry, who <laughs> is Elliot Friedman? We only know from the fourth line. You're serious sports media. Um, We're so serious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to like. I want suit picks or like a lineup. I need to discuss a lineup. Getting nothing. But yeah, we need. Uh, we need I want the suit. We need picks. something. We've been getting them later and later. But also as well, uh, I do also want to maybe, like, shout out the fact that, like, the PWHL got a huge spotlight during the NHL, like, mm. All-Star Weekend. The players got to walk the red carpet on Thursday. There was a huge turnout for the PWHL 3-on-3 showcase. Um, the, they also had multiple outdoor mm. practices at Nathanville Square that also seems to have a huge turnout. And... There also was, like, I just saw, like, so many of, like, there's because there was a lot of people who were a lot of content creators and stuff because we're there with, like, Bauer and Sherwood and a couple of, PW, like, there's quite a few PWHL athletes, uh, mm. PWHL players who are Bauer and Sherwood athletes. So, and they were there, like, included in all of that, like, sort of media stuff. So... I think that's just really cool. I I love that, you know, it's getting worked into a huge spotlight event like uh, the NHL, like, All-Star Weekend. And hopefully, you know, give it a season or two and we could get a PWHL All-Star Weekend. Okay. I'd love that. I think that'd be really cool to have. That'd be so yeah. cool. That'd we want a be... PWHL All-Star Game and we now yeah yeah because i think like it's one of those things where it's like i have been 
um, like it's been with it where it's like I've had like male friends of mine who are hockey fans and I've gotten them who like were like kind of hesitant to watch the PWHL. They were like, I don't know, it's you know, women's hockey. And I was like, and I kind of sold them on the fact that I was like, but they're allowed like checking and stuff. Like they're allowed to hit and they're like, oh yeah. And now they like follow it and will watch games and like tune in and be like, oh, did you see this goal? And I'll be like, yeah, I saw this goal. It's a pretty sick goal. And like, we'll follow, we'll follow the social media accounts and things like that. And so I think like, that's a huge thing. Oh yeah. We love to see it. For growing women's hockey outside of just making it for like as as important as it is I think for like seeing for like young girls and young like female hockey players and like mm-hmm. also as well female hockey fans but I think also just like having men as a part of your fan base is huge for the longevity of your sport not to say that women hockey fan, like female hockey fans oh, alone it- can't carry the fandom of a sport but I I think just like having um having teams like having male fans as part of your fan base mm-hmm. allows it then f- to have you know maybe then that shows to like sponsors and stuff you know because it's men in sports and it's like oh look yeah they'll watch so like mm-hmm. then more money gets put into it And that is how we grow the game. And that's how we grow the game. Yeah. So Use men. Use men. <laughs> that's also what we, that's also sums down every suggestion we have for Gary Benton on how to grow, grow the NHL. Use men. In varying different ways. Use men and wet white t-shirts. <laughs> Oh my god, if I didn't already have a title picked out for this episode, we call it Wet White T-Shirt. We can't call the episode that. (laughs) We can't. No, we can't. (laughs) On that note, though, um, I think we're going to end it here. uh, And we're going to get ready to go watch the Leafs take on the New York Islanders at home. So hopefully, you know, track record is actually pretty well for them at home against the Islanders. Right? I think they won that game. They won that game this week. They've already done that once and they won that, right? I think. How many times? I'm checking too because I'm like, I, I don't want to say it and then be wrong and then have you go through all of the episodes <laughs> and. And just laugh at you. Have they not? Hold on. What game am I thinking of then? No, they haven't. I'm an idiot. What you game am I thinking it. of? What what home game am I thinking of where they won? And I was like, oh, they was it the what against the Calgary Flames? And I was like, yeah, orange is orange. It's not orange. It must, it must be that. Holy crap. That's definitely what it is. You know what? Anything that happened before we started the podcast anyways, isn't real. 
didn't happen. Yeah, no. time before us, it wasn't a thing. Any games that got played before our first episode didn't happen. Nope. Actually, yeah. Um, but yeah, also as well, um, then on Wednesday, Leafs and uh, Dallas Stars for the second and last time this season. And for the second and last time, Joseph Wall and Jay Cottinger won't be playing against you. <laughs> as, they're bo- as they're both of their wow, first, like, with both of them in oh the in the God, show for the first time for a full season, and they both, in both games they have against each other, will not be facing off against each other. Shush. I don't want to hear it. You make me sad again. So yeah, with that on that at that on that note, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of From the Fourth Line. Um, you can find the show anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah. You can follow the show on Twitter at From the Fourth Line. That's fourth with a four, the number. And you can follow me and Marcy on Twitter at Parby One for myself and at Sixty Leaves for Marcy. Uh, thank you so much. We will see you on Thursday. After, and where we will have actually for the first time in like three episodes oh some leaf hockey to break down. They better win. <laughs> Can't wait. Need- oh we actually God. need to because if we have to sit in our first time talking about leaf hockey in like two weeks, like actual leaf hockey in like two weeks is two leaf losses. Miserable. That's amazing. It's going to be absolutely miserable, but I mean, it's a, I will say, though, I have noticed when we talk about like our episodes where we have leaf wins to talk about do better than the ones where we have leaf losses to talk about. Oh, my God. We're like the reverse <laughs> Steve Dangle. <laughs> the reverse Steve Dangle. in full swing with us. Look, we really do have to do that women want me, Steve Dangle, fear me. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, can we do that without getting sued for, like, defamation or something? Well, yeah, because it's like, he does. Yeah. It'll be fine. What if we put asterisks to replace certain letters? I mean, we can't get in trouble with just saying... Steve, how does he know it's him? How does he know another man called Steve Dangle? Yeah, because there's another man (laughs) in connection with hockey named Steve Dangle. Yeah. As a public figure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that holds up. In in a defamation lawsuit. And without that, in that case, um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye bye. <laughs> go eat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>